0: Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Wednesday, December 1st. Did that little sell off yesterday make you a little anxious? Come on, admit it. You know, you didn't pay attention on Friday. Oh my gosh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, who cares about the markets, right? But yeah, yesterday, that was a real one that that might have caught your attention. Here's what really happened and what you need to know. We are in a period of time where there's so much uncertainty. You know, the next two weeks are going to tell us a lot about this new variant. And for the record, I did cancel my trip to London. So, you know, I'm not an idiot either. Uh, But, you know, we don't know. And we don't know what we don't know. But on top of that, yesterday, Jerome Powell testified before Congress. And he said something that kind of freaked everyone out. He made this hawkish statement, meaning... He started to really position the world to understand that the Fed is starting to get a little freaked out about higher inflation. The quote is, the risk of higher inflation has increased. That's what he says. He said, the economy is very strong and inflationary pressures are high. And it is therefore appropriate, in my view, to consider wrapping up the taper of our asset purchases, which we actually announced at the November meeting for you donkeys who weren't paying attention Perhaps a few months sooner. You think a few months sooner, what's the big deal? It's a big deal because it took the world by surprise a little bit. I mean, the real contention has been that inflation has really cropped up as a result of the recovery being really strong. And you think, strong recovery, that's good. But It's also important to note that that strong recovery has actually created inflationary pressures in the economy. And the Fed is sitting around trying to sort of wait for things to get back to normal. And I think what the acknowledgement yesterday was, was that, hey, guess what? We're not waiting around so much. We're going to start getting on this. And so remember, the Fed has set us up to say, these asset purchases, we're going to wind them down. Then we're going to increase interest rates. Okay, and that is something that many are expecting, but they may not have expected it as quickly as maybe the first quarter of next year. Who knows? But we'll see. The most important thing to remember is that you have a game plan, and as a result, you don't really need to do much. And if you don't have a game plan, then we really know that you need to get in touch with us. So you want a game plan? You need to know why you shouldn't panic, or maybe you should panic, or maybe you should have like actually listened to us and actually said, hey, you know what? It's not great to be piled into one asset class. It can be scary sometimes. Anyway, if you've got a question, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, and don't forget to let us know if you would like to come on the air live. That is what Chris did. Chris is on the line from North Carolina. Hi, Chris. How are you? What can we do for you today?
1: Hello, Jill and Mark. Um, I have a multi-part question. My first question would be, um, what is the hierarchy of saving priority? So, you know, obviously emergency fund, hit your 401k match, I'm assuming max out your Roth IRA, but then if you have access to other accounts, where does it go from there? I'm fortunate to work for a company that has an HSA on top of, you know, a traditional 401k. So what is the best path for savings?
0: Okay, great. So let's let's kind of go through this. Chris, how old are you? I'm 39. Okay. Are you partnered, married? Married. How old is your spouse?
1: 37. Kids? Two, five
0: and three. And uh, do you own a home? Yes. Tell me how much is that house worth?
1: Roughly 500.
0: Do you have an outstanding mortgage on the property?
1: Roughly 300.
0: Do you know the interest rate? Three and a half. Okay. Good. And do you have an emergency reserve fund right now?
1: I do. Uh, It's about 56.
0: Do both you and your um, spouse work? We do. Okay. How much do you guys earn together?
1: Mm, About 175.
0: 175. Let's talk about retirement savings for each of you. What are you putting away into your 401k at work, which is you said is a traditional?
1: I actually have a Roth option, uh, and from listening to you uh, for the past couple months, uh, I did switch all my uh, contributions to Roth. I believe I'm putting in roughly eight to ten percent um, mm-hmm. into Roth. Uh, I also have a retirement plan from my company. It's you know retirement plan slash pension um, mm-hmm. that they contribute solely on their own. And I, I did max out my Roth IRA this year as well.
0: Okay. So you're putting like 8% of your salary in the Roth and then a Roth IRA also. So tell me about spousal contributions. What are, what's happening on that side?
1: She is a teacher. So she, has, she will get a uh, state employee pension.
0: Nice. Um,
1: and she just started this year. Uh, she opened a 403B and Great. I believe is contributing Roth as well to that.
0: And how much is she putting into that?
1: I want to say about three thousand a year. Uh, not much, uh, you know, teacher salary. Yep,
0: yeah, so. yep. But she's putting three grand into that, and then but she's also maxing out her own Roth.
1: Uh, she does not have a Roth IRA herself. No.
0: Okay, so Jesse. Okay, so we've got, but we got a lot of money going into retirement, so that's great. And there's a pension, HSA. Are you maxing that out through work?
1: I am not. Uh, So that's one of my, I guess, questions is should I defer some of my 401k to max out the HSA?
0: We have a mortgage. Any other debt outstanding? No. Any savings for kids education or and is that important to you?
1: Uh, Yes and yes. Um, Unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, I uh, inherited some money earlier this year. Uh, My father passed away and one of his Uh, requests was to put money away for both of his grandchildren uh, for college. So I put about 75 each. Uh, One of them is about uh, at 80 grand and the other is about 76 grand based on calculators. That's what we assumed would be uh, in-state four-year covered.
0: Are you putting that in a 529 plan or just a separate account?
1: Uh, They're both in 529s.
0: Great. So, is the 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 essential question whether you should be doing more in retirement versus HSA versus a, just a plain old brokerage account? Is that come? Kind of, can I kind of get you down to that place?
1: I guess what's the best placement for my money in those types of accounts? Okay. Um, you know where would I maximize my uh, returns and you know ideally not have to really worry about pulling money out of retirement for healthcare costs.
0: On your one hundred seventy five thousand dollars, given the fact that you're putting money into your Roth four hundred one k, that you're putting money into your HSA, that you're putting your wife is putting money into obviously a, a pension contribution and a four hundred three b. How's your cash flow? Like, are you tight every single month?
1: So we do things. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, traditional or not. Um, I tend to take care of all of the main household expenses. So I'm pretty tapped every, every month. My wife is the saver. So family vacations, um, you know, any sort of household project, she's the one that has the, uh, piggy bank, so to speak.
0: Okay. And does she feel that she is like on, is her salary tapped out or not?
1: No, no. She's able to save, uh, uh, a decent amount per month.
0: So what do you think is the actual cash flow that we're talking about when you say like every month I have a certain amount of money? Are you asking me whether you should put less money in your 401k and more in your HSA? Or are you saying, should some of the money that my wife is earning kind of be shifted over into the savings category?
1: More so the first question, you know, what is the The right combination? Am I making a mistake by not maxing out my HSA?
0: How much money is in that 401k right now?
1: Uh, my 401k has just a hair under 79,000, but there, there's a caveat. Uh, I do have some of that inheritance money uh, in two brokerage accounts.
0: Oh, wait a minute. We're holding back here. So, okay, how much is in that brokerage account?
1: Uh, well, one was a uh, it was a Roth roll. My father had a uh, IRA rollover, uh, so that's where one of the brokerage accounts was, and the other um, I opened based on sale of the home proceeds. Both of those brokerages combined have $332,800.
0: Let's break it down. How much is in the IRA rollover from dad? 219 And And how much is in the um, taxable account?
1: 113
0: I think that this is great to have all this money. I think you should be maxing your retirement 401k and not do the HSA. Here's why. I don't know how big a pension your wife's going to get, But I think you are sort of underfunded on retirement this second. And I'd rather you have a bunch of money that's going into the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k. How much is your salary alone? 108. 108? Yeah. I mean, I think that you could be putting in 15%, you know, 18% into your Roth 401k and also putting money into your Roth IRA. I think that's preferable to the HSA.
1: So the I, I do have a balance that's in the company-sponsored retirement plan that I cannot contribute to. That's eighty-six thousand.
0: Yeah, I don't think that actually. I mean, it's 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 like not. I don't want to like say, "Oh my God, you're screwed." That, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I just think that you will have more flexibility with the Roth rather than the HSA, and okay. so I think that we should be focused on retirement. I think that if your wife didn't have health care through the pension and all those caveats over there which is usually usually when you're an employee of a municipality your health care is pretty good. So, I'm not saying you won't need an HSA, but I think for the time being while you are in this current situation, I think that I'd rather you have the Roth savings number 1. So, here's your hierarchy of savings. You've already done your emergency reserve. You've don't have any other Debt. And I think maximizing your Roth makes a lot of sense. Once you get next year, you can put up to $20,500 away pre tax. Okay. So if you were putting something like, you know, 18% into your Roth 401k and just letting that click along for a while, if you then start having the cash flow to absorb it, then I would put some money in the HSA. And I think that makes sense. I love that the education is a done deal. It's like done cross that off the list. A couple of other quick questions for you. Okay. Yes. Life insurance. What do you got? Uh,
1: Myself. I have a million 25, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, has 14 years left on the policy. Okay. Uh, uh, My wife has, I think three quarter mil We're we're actually in, in talks about renewing our plan um, we did it in better health and prior to children, um, you know, and with having only 14 years left on the policy, we're wondering, is it worth an extra uh, a bump in premium uh, to renew to get a 20 year policy?
0: Yeah, it might be. I would just, you know, check out what's available online. We have a sponsor of the the pod is Policy Genius. You can start there. You can look at Haven Life. You can do a lot of different things. Check out what the cost would be. may not be that that expensive. So um, it might be just fine to say, like, let's just do a 20-year term policy. How much would it be? Or even just get extra. So, you know, you might say, like, we just maybe you'll have this for, you know, so many more years and it only gets you to like 17 for the kid, right? 14 years to go, right? Right. So maybe you just say like, let's just get 500 grand on each. Because remember, part of the issue here is that over the next 14 years, you're going to save more money. So that means that actually your life insurance need is reduced. So it may be interesting for you to run these numbers just to find out how much would we really need, but I wouldn't go crazy with it because I think you're in very, you're probably in better shape than you think when it comes to your insurance position.
1: Okay.
0: All right. How about Wills?
1: Uh, We have them done.
0: Very good you get a big gold star. Stay in touch with us. Let us know how things go. So thanks so much for joining us.
1: Will do. Thank you so much.
0: If you have a question about your own financial life, about the hierarchy of savings, that's the name of the episode, Mark, the hierarchy of savings. Let us know. Just hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com and click the contact button. We'll get your note so easy. And while you're there, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter and you can subscribe to our sister broadcast, which is called Eye on Money. All it is the middle of the week. It is the first day of December. We're going to be talking a lot in the about the year end stuff that you need to do. So let's get going, folks. All right, let's get going. Jillonmoney.com is the website. Everything is there. Okay, do something nice for someone else today. Grit growth grace, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.